Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Twin Cities, it's time for Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and wow, I have been looking forward to this one. Amalia Moreno-Damgard is with us, and Amalia is... uh, uh, an old friend. She's been on the show before. Amalia, welcome. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me. It's great to be back. Hey, it's great to have you back. Um, for for those that don't know you, let's give an introduction and get them caught up with everyone else that already knows you. Tell, give, give, give a little bit of overview of you and your work. I'd be happy to. Um, I am Amalia Moreno Damgard. I am a chef, entrepreneur, and award-winning author. I help organizations of all sizes develop a broader understanding and appreciation of Latin cultural nuances uh, through healthy gourmet cuisine, as well as through consulting and speaking engagements. Great work that you do. Uh, You have... Since you came on last, and you were on last May, I think it was, and at that time we were talking about your first book, but since then you've released a second book. So let's tell everyone about your second book. Yes. Uh, so in October of uh, last year, um, I published uh, my second book, Amalia's Mesoamerican Table, Ancient Culinary Traditions with uh, Gourmet Infusions. And I am doing a lot of activities um, around that, uh, a lot of media and in-person activities, getting ready to go to Las Vegas uh, this weekend to present it and have done many presentations uh, here uh, in the Twin Cities, uh, in the media and in person as well. That's terrific. Now, how does this book, how does this cookbook, um, and it's really more than a cookbook. It, I mean, it, it's really about, as you say, cultural education. And using food to do that, right? Yes. Uh, so that is that is my core, food and culture and history education. So you're right. It's more about uh, than just uh, recipes. Just recipes is good. It's good. Oh, yeah. But I think it makes it more interesting uh, when you uh, know the, uh, the history uh, behind the recipes. And for me, it's a closer connection because I have... Uh, personal anecdotes connected to each uh, recipe because I have traveled this region. So um, to expand a little bit on the book, uh, Mesoamerica is the region of Central America connected to the southern part of uh, Mexico. So it encompasses uh, part of Mexico, Guatemala, Belize, El Salvador, Honduras, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, and Panama. And it is um, a very... uh, unique part of the world because it's center of agriculture, a center of origin, and um, a center of many of the ingredients uh, that spread from there to the rest of the world that you may be familiar with, tomatoes, uh, chocolate, avocados, and the list goes on and on. So they are very um, unique uh, spices as well that are native to this region that makes the cuisine uh, very rich. It's a multicultural, multi-ethnic um, area as well uh, that goes back thousands and thousands of years. So the traditions uh, that have um, been there for uh, millennia have stayed there and have been carried out and continue to be carried out with 
by the uh, indigenous people and the people that live there in the area. You know, you said something there that I think is important to expand on, Amalia, is that you mentioned this is a multicultural, multi-ethnic area. And and I'm I'm not sure that those of us in the United States, those of us that are not from there, appreciate that. Dive more into that, if you would. Yes, of course. Uh, So this is an area where ancient civilizations... uh, have uh, existed. Uh, these are this is an area where these ancient civilizations have left the very uh, deep roots uh, that that continued uh, to be practiced through throughout the uh, region, but also that have left a legacy and have uh, left an influence uh, forever. So I'm talking about the uh, the Olmecs. Uh, they were considered uh, the mother civilization. Other civilizations that followed after them is the Aztecs and the Mayas that uh, many people are probably very familiar with. But perhaps what they may not be familiar uh, with is is the legacy that that spread from from a region uh, that went all the way down as far as uh, South America. Um, because uh, being a center of agriculture, many of these uh, ingredients and perhaps seeds uh, travel uh, with, uh, with these uh, early uh, peoples um, through exchange. And uh, they, uh, they, they also um, exchange a lot of information and, and the information included uh, culinary uh, traits and culinary uh, recipes as well. But um, besides the three major civilizations that I mentioned, uh, there are many uh, in the Central America region uh, that uh, people may not be familiar with. And this is the Central America contemporary indigenous peoples of of today. Mm -hmm. Um, Many of them, uh, which might be descendants of of the Maya, but there are other unique groups that are not connected to the the bigger groups um, as well. So it is a a region rich in customs, in traditions, and it's very rich in, in food uh, that people still don't know much much about. And that is one of the reasons why I decided to uh, create this book, because uh, there is so much that unites us, and there is um, uh, so many ingredients uh, that are staples to the region that people might be familiar with. But there might be different interpretations uh, by country and by region of dishes that may have similarities uh, by name or uh, by actual, you know, uh, how the recipe is made, but each one is very unique. And that is one of the reasons I do what I do to to help people um, develop a broader understanding not also of not only of the cultures, but also of the, of the cuisines. Now, Amalia, you, the subtitle of the book is Ancient Culinary Traditions with Gourmet Infusions. You talked about the ancient culinary traditions. Let's talk about the gourmet infusions. That's where you come in, right? Yes, I come <laughs> in. So I am a graduate of Le Cordon Bleu, but um, I, uh, I grew up in, in Guatemala. I learned the ropes of the kitchen with uh, my maternal grandmother. And um, when uh, we grow up in Latin America, the traditional way, how we learn how to cook with our grandmothers, our mothers, um, 
is by doing. Uh, we don't necessarily follow recipes. Uh, we pass uh, recipes and dishes from generation to generation. And we learn by observing. Uh, we learn by going to the market. We learn by just being there uh, and, and being in the environment. But what's most important is this sazon that we learn very early on. And sazon means seasoning, and that relates to the proper seasoning of foods. So what that means is that when you're cooking something and you're learning by doing, you're, you're stirring and you're tasting and you're adjusting flavors as you go. So this was my, my base. And when I came to the uh, United States, I had a, a very strong desire to continue this uh, tradition, this legacy, because part of my work is that fostering tradition so that our um, recipes and our um, beautiful culture is not lost in future generations. So with this base, I wanted to take this to the next level. And that's when I decided to join Le Cordon Bleu. And mm. uh, Le Cordon Bleu is a school that is well known that goes uh, back to 1895. And it's a French school uh, that uh, has the classic French techniques uh, that are practiced in restaurants around the world. So it is a common language, a common denominator in kitchens that not only help you uh, make cooking more efficient, but also help you create recipes or follow recipes and produce uh, equal results uh, every time. In addition to that, you also learn how to present a, a, a recipe or a dish in a beautiful way. So it goes from um, an ordinary uh, dish to an extra ordinary dish. And why is that important? Because if the food looks good, it looks attractive to you, you're more inclined to eating it. For sure. That makes perfect sense to me. Uh, Amalia Moreno Damgard is our ho is our uh, guest today. Uh, she's the author of Amalia's Mesoamerican Table, uh, which is her second book. I want to emphasize that. So if you're not familiar with the first book, which is Amalia's Guatemalan Kitchen, you need to check that one out as well. Um, so Amalia, I'm if I can ask a personal question, I just wonder what your maternal grandmother would think about you and where you are right now and what you have done with her legacy. Really, you've taken her legacy and made it into something beautiful. Yes. Uh, thank you for that question, because my maternal grandmother has been very special uh, to me and, and she continues to be. She's my North Star, by the way. Mm. Uh, she's my light. And I am sure that uh, she sees me from uh, up there, whatever she is. Yeah. And what she would think, I would, th I would say that um, I don't think she realized the, the impact uh, that she made on me. I don't think she, she realized um, that she not only influenced me in producing beautiful, delicious, and homestyle and traditional meals, but she also influenced me because she was a an entrepreneur herself. And when I say this is that um, I helped her. Uh, she had a uh, a variety store in the town that uh, 
that she lived uh, that catered to the needs of the town. And it was an eclectic store, John. So, you know, she sold uh, candles and sugar and, and salt and shoes and uh, she made dresses. She also sold fabric, buttons and threads. And uh, she even sold horse gear. So a great, great variety of things. And market days uh, were Thursdays and Sundays. And during the market days, her store, store would be filled with people. So she always needed help. So this is where I saw her in action as an entrepreneur um, that um, she ran the store, uh, she had uh, suppliers, she dealt with the suppliers, um, she extended credit to, to her clients, and um, sometimes they would pay her back with a chicken or they would pay her back with a turkey if they didn't have the means to pay her back. She was a, a good person. So that's another another thing that I think that um, she influenced me on. Uh, the, the need to, to support and to help others. And I do that here in the Twin Cities through uh, board service, mm. mostly in nonprofit organizations. You do, that's for sure. Now, uh, Amalia, one of the things that um, strikes me about your book is it, it is it's not just illustrated it is lavishly illustrated and and i think that's uh so important for someone particularly that 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 wants to try to execute some of these recipes themselves and it's 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 a cuisine that they're unfamiliar with and and you're trying to educate folks that are not familiar with this cuisine but you've given uh, a great photographs step by step instructions all throughout the, your book Yes, uh, so thank you for bringing that up because uh, the book uh, contains a picture for every recipe. And I wanted to make sure I did that because it's so important uh, to connect the ingredients to the food because for people that are not familiar with uh, the cuisine, uh, if they've never had it before, they have no idea what they're looking for. My recipes are also tested. So um, when you make them, they're going to work. And then if you have a picture to go with them, you know how you want to present them. In addition to that, my book has a, a reference uh, of not only ingredients, a glossary of ingredients, but also um, techniques, healthy cooking techniques uh, that makes uh, the, the cuisine more, more approachable. It connects ancient uh, techniques uh, to uh, modern techniques that I learned at Le Cordon Bleu to make the cooking um, faster and more efficient. So at Le Cordon Bleu, I learned a concept called mise en place. And that is basically um, organizing your kitchen, um, becoming familiar with the recipe, organizing your equipment, um, and preparing all the ingredients uh, when you're getting ready to cook. This makes the cooking process more fun, more enjoyable and more efficient. So you're just putting together a recipe and uh, you're going to town with it. You're having a lot of fun with it because everything is laid out in front of you. So these are uh, the uh, techniques uh, that are also contained um, in, in my book uh, in, in addition to uh, a lot of uh, tips uh, to make uh, the, the recipes uh, easier. 
how to modify them to different diets. Um, Latin American cuisine, Mesoamerican cuisine is, uh, is rich in fruits, uh, vegetables, and legumes. And why this is good is that many of the dishes are naturally uh, either vegan or vegetarian mm -hmm. and gluten-free because uh, our staples, corn beans and squash, are naturally gluten-free. So it is a perfect uh, cuisine uh, to embrace, especially for those who have uh, diet uh, restrictions. And... I am blessed. I don't have diet restrictions. I am attracted to eating all these dishes. I don't even think of them as vegan or vegetarian or gluten-free because to me, it's all delicious food. But when it comes time to um, answer questions or tell people about the cuisine, um, one good way to Uh, approach it is knowing that the food is inclusive of all diets and the food is easy. A lot of it is easy to make. Um, some of it, it's uh, very exotic, uh, especially in um, southern Mexico and, and, and Guatemala, but it is, uh, by, for the most part, um, approachable and, uh, and certainly conducive to cooking in a family setting. Yeah. Now you mentioned easy to cook and that's where I was going next is, is, uh, for, for those of us who are armchair cooks and want to actually, uh, uh, put the book aside and buy on, on the kitchen counter and actually dive in and start cooking. How hard are, are your recipes to execute? Well, There are recipes that include uh, drinks, appetizers, soups, um, vegetable dishes, stews and soups, and even desserts. And there, this time I even included uh, breads, cookies, and, and a variety of uh, baked items. Uh, so depends in what department you are in in the book. Mm -hmm. um, you are going to find... Uh, levels of, uh, I don't want to say difficulty, but uh, levels of challenge that are different because making a drink is, is totally different than baking a, a cake, for example. But I will say for the most part, for what people would use the book uh, every day, if, uh, if they concentrate on using the book every day, would be for the vegetable dishes, the soups, uh, the stews, and the everyday meals. Those are going to be fairly uh, quick recipes. Some of them take 20 minutes. Some of them may take 30. Some of, some of them may take less, especially in the rice category. So uh, very approachable. Um, and uh, I am producing videos uh, that are going to be uh, helpful Um, I already have videos that uh, showcase my, my cuisine uh, in my previous book and in, in this cuisine uh, because it's important for people to, to know the steps. But I have that in, 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 uh, in, in my list mm -hmm. to do uh, to make sure that uh, when I present a, a recipe that it's approachable, that it's easy and that you can find the ingredients at your uh, mainstream uh, grocery store and if there's a very if there are unique ingredients uh, then you can easily buy them at your you know local latin american uh, store or you know for the very very unique ingredients uh, uh, perhaps you need to go online but that is probably 
less than 1% of the ingredients in the book. For the most part, I want to encourage people uh, to try uh, a new cuisine. Mm -hmm. I want to encourage people to cook healthy, home-style meals, traditional meals. So I, I, I make the book approachable and easy to follow. Wow. Well, I would encourage uh, folks to to pick up a copy of the book. We'll, we'll have links in the show page uh, where you can uh, go to Amalia's website or, or um, uh, your online bookseller and check it out. But I would encourage you folks to check out her book. It's fantastic. And uh, um, so, Amalia, thanks again for uh, gracing us with uh, your second book. It, uh, again, congratulations. Well, thank you so much for having me, uh, John. And I would like to invite uh, the listeners uh, to follow me on LinkedIn, Amalia Moreno Damkar, mm -hmm. uh, or on Instagram, where I share uh, everyday tips, uh, recipes, and all the activities that I am doing. And I thank you. Thank you very much for having me today. Well, I, 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 I'm delighted to have you. I want to ask you one more question, though, before I let you go. Talk about okay. 2022. What, what, you, what do you have uh, uh, ahead? You said you're going to be in Las Vegas, and you got a few other events planned. Yes, so I have um, a list of activities that I have planned through uh, pretty much uh, the fall. Mm -hmm. And uh, this weekend, I am going to Las Vegas to present uh, the world of the Latino cuisine uh, at the Caesars uh, Convention Center. This is part of the National Grocers Association. Mm. So it is a very large event. And I am excited uh, to present again uh, the World of Latino Cuisine, which is out of New Jersey. And they are part of this uh, big uh, event uh, this year. So that's going to be this Sunday and um, Monday. And uh, then I have uh, appearances uh, on, on TV. There is a new show here in the Twin Cities called Minnesota Live. Um, I am going to be presenting there on the 25th of February. And then I have other appearances on Twin Cities Live where I demonstrate uh, easy, delicious uh, recipes uh, connected to my, my two books. Uh, so uh, I have other in-person presentations. Uh, it's, I'm glad to see that uh, we are becoming more comfortable and, and things are easing up uh, so that we can get together in, in person. So I'm starting to see the the activity uh, because I have received uh, many invitations to present in person and I'm excited about that as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so let's repeat your contact information for those that would like to be in touch. Let's, let's uh, give it, give that to them one more time. Yes. My website is Amalia Latin Uh, they can write to me at Amalia at Amalia Latin or they can connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Amalia Moreno Damgard, or on Instagram on the same name. That's terrific. Amalia, this has been fun. I'm, I'm just delighted to have you back. Congratulations on all your success and how you're serving folks and holding up the, your culture high. Congratulations on that work. Thank you, John. Uh, folks, hey, just a quick reminder that Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio is on all the major podcast apps. Um, I would love it. It's my personal request to you. Share the show if you like what you've heard from Amalia. It's not about me or Business Radio X. It's about celebrating, celebrating our great guest 
like Amalia and the other great entrepreneurs that we've had on this show. So um, when you do that, it really helps them. And that's what we're here. That's what it's all about, um, is celebrating the great work of business leaders uh, like Amalia and others that we've had on the show. So for my guest, Amalia Moreno-Damgard, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. 